0: spencer that is my co-host ben it is and ben yeah let's talk about our best mutual interest scandinavia mm, you lost me here now scandinavia including denmark norway sweden finland and iceland the last two included they're not technically scandinavian i guess if you ask actual scandinavians but i include them because you know they were late comers but they count i love iceland And Simon Haya did not slaughter an entire army.
1: Yeah? If you could stop bringing up Iceland, we know you went to Iceland. I'm pretty sure you mentioned on this podcast, as one of the four people who listens to it, I'm pretty sure you mentioned (laughs) your Iceland trip on the podcast. Hey, hey, one dig at
0: a time, first of all. (laughs) Second, yeah, I didn't pay (laughs) $1,000 to not mention it every time I can. And yes, (laughs) I did fuck Bjork while I was there. You're jealous, I get it. So, we don't have much to go off of from the prehistoric age. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah, what do you have, Ben? Please, bring it forth.
1: I'm saving it for my... What was that archaeology society that we talked about in the last one? It was
0: wordy because it's England and we don't. We both don't remember, I'm but... Gonna, I'm
1: going to present it to them. That was the end of the joke. There's the occasional
0: burial cairn, some tools and jewelry, but mostly it's just rock carvings. <laughs>
1: That's kind of rude. I'm not
0: kidding. (laughs) Not the rock carvings, but the way you said it. Listen, when you're talking about the climate they lived in and the the nomadic lifestyle they had, the only thing that survives is etched stone.
1: Yeah, so why are you
0: making fun of them for it? (laughs) We'll we'll move over it. The region was first inhabited in roughly 12,000 BCE when ice sheets began to recede north and reindeer moved in to graze the tundra plains. Nomadic tribes likely moved into the region to hunt. It's a hard, brutal region. Perfect for sculpting some real, brutal people. Fast forward quite a long while through the Stone Age, the Bronze Age... Okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. Scandinavia is developing its first languages, building up tribes. The region, for the large part, was narrowly missed by Roman explorers. In the year 300 AD, while Romans subjugated the Germanic tribes, Scandinavia was basically at the world's edge for them. With a few exceptions, it was largely unrecorded by the Roman Empire. Okay. This is around the time archaeologists start uncovering coins. So, this era, around 300 AD, this is where they start finding coins, pottery, shears, more metal objects in Scandinavia of decidedly Roman make. Trade? Maybe. Raiding? Far more likely.
1: Were people just finding them in backyards and in flint caves?
0: Yes. That's okay. actually the flint the flint mines were actually exactly where they were popping up. <laughs> Weird. Um which is where Charles Dawson was born <laughs> in three oh one AD. <laughs> Out of left field. Norsemen came in and started hacking apart Romans and Germans
1: alike. Okay, wait a second. Is this is this in your history bit or is this when they or found my- the coins? <laughs> This is my history. This okay. is history. So, so <laughs> around like 30,
0: 300 A.D. when when artifacts start showing up in in Scandinavia from Roman origin.
1: So, was it some dude finds a coin and he's like, "Oh, I think this is Roman," and then some Norse guy's like, "I've no, this, got next."
0: No, th- this wasn't this wasn't nineteen twenty when they find the artifacts <laughs> and then the hill tribes come out. So, this is the birth. Then around three hundred eighty, the birth of the Norse raider, soon to become the Viking in the next. You know, a couple hundred years.
1: Are we doing an episode on Vikings? Is that what's happening?
0: That's what's happening here. Without any further history lessons, Ben, let's talk about our man of the hour, Hastine. Hastine, full name, was born somewhere in Denmark around 821.
1: Can you please spell... Well, I guess don't bother spelling it because I'll see it in a few weeks when I see this episode title (laughs) pop up. H-A-S-T-E-I-N. Okay, Uh, not at all what I would have guessed, but.
0: So it's believed he's the son of Ragnar Lothbrok. Uh, And that. I love Ragnar Lothbrok. I know. He's next to my poster of the Piddledon man. (laughs) And that would make him the brother of another famous Dane, Bjorn Ironside. Whether this is actually true kind of up for debate. Some people think that Hastine, after the fact, said, yeah, I was Bjorn's brother just for the acclaim, but...
1: Well, you know, we've all done that. Yeah, Some I, people still <laughs> think that I'm Ryan Reynolds' son.
0: Now, by this point, no Viking had actually made it far enough into the Mediterranean to set foot in Rome. Merchants, maybe, but not a raider like Hastine. I
1: have a feeling where this might be going.
0: In the mid-850s, <laughs> Bjorn started a beef with one charles the bald a frank with a mighty host at his back
1: and a shitty name (laughs) baldy here had had
0: kicked bjorn's ass when he tried sailing through northeast france so bad in fact that bjorn retreated to a stronghold and waited for defeat fearing defeat uh he kind of broke the macho man mystique of of norsemen and swore fealty to charles the bald
1: that's never a name you want to have to swear fealty to because, again, his title is The Bald. Say it. If I say it, are you going to hit me? Yeah, I am. Say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> say my name Charles The Bald. God damn you. Wow.
0: No. Now, Charles, unfortunately, for Bjorn's honor, Charles immediately withdrew shortly thereafter.
1: All right, cool. Let's wrap it up here. We got it. <laughs> You get that while, one on
0: tape. All right, cool. Let's go. While he was away, Charles's brother had snuck in and stole his lands and killed his retainers. <laughs> That's just rude. Shit, I gotta go. So he bails. That brother, by the way, I Richard the Hairful. I don't. I don't. Richard the Fully Maned. I think he made that one up. I'm gonna be honest. So Charles fucked off to go deal with that, and Bjorn had time to collect himself. Now, within the year. Bjorn and Hasting gathered a host, and hit the seas once more, ready to try again. This was the age of settlement for Vikings. It's when they were full force. They were going all across the northern hemisphere in general, in droves, everywhere, British Isles, tips of North America, they got around. So Hastine and Bjorn, Latin chronicles say, allegedly set sail in 859 AD, a year after Charles kicked Bjorn's ass, with 62 ships. All right, let's go get him again. The two sailed down the Loire River in modern-day France, all the way to the Iberian Peninsula, which is like modern-day Spain and Portugal.
1: Do, do I need to pull up a map for this cock and bull? Get your risk
0: board out. That's, that's, right. that's how we normally measure things. Their original goal was not to reach Rome at all. These two literally had never even heard of the city until hearing the expression, all roads lead to Rome, while they were roaming the French countryside.
1: They're like, shit, our roads don't lead to Rome. We got to see this thing. That's got to be a cool
0: place. After some, also w- they're raiding and some peasant is fleeing with
1: his, with his life. Like, well,
0: you know what they say? All roads lead to Rome. As
1: he, has, he's, like, he said it as some sort of sarcastic thing. The Vikings are like, hey, you, where does this road go? And the guy's like, well, you know, all roads lead to Rome. <laughs> hey, maybe that meant something. After some
0: furious raiding, they buckled down and waited out the winter in France. Intrigued, they inquired with the locals about this Rome they spoke of. Hey, listen. Yes, that is your uncle's head.
1: Mounted upon my pauldrons. Look at me in the eyes. And I know I've been here for like three months and have not paid any rent.
0: But listen, what's this Rome thing all about?
1: (laughs) Hey, where's this place all the roads lead? I
0: hear there's this highway turnpike called Rome. And I'm itching to know it. do they have rivers that go there? (laughs) Because like, I'm a boat guy myself. The Vikings were familiar with the people, turns out, just not the name. Through the early 800s, Vikings started appearing on the shores of Northern Britain, attacking Christian monasteries because they were loaded with loot and did not defend themselves whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Well, at that point, I mean... It's, you're just asking for it. If you're gonna be a warring, raiding, stealing race of people, you may as well go after the easy targets. Yeah, exactly. These attacks weren't religiously fueled to begin with,
0: um they were just too easy to pass up. Something tells me that the uh, Romans did not feel the same way about these attacks. When the proselytizing started, though, that's when it got vengeful. Uh, (laughs) Christians had long tried to convert the Scandinavian countries, even going back to Rome. Uh, And sometime after this story, they were successful. I mean, Denmark converted in 980 AD, Norway in 995, Iceland in the year 1000. Sweden put up a... Pretty good fight, all things considered, but more on that another day. King Olaf of Norway had the country's male sorcerers, okay. which were previously respected under the, under the previous pantheon, uh, had the sorcerers tied up, left on a sandbar at low tide, uh, and slowly drowned them.
1: All right. Just to show how much he loved Jesus. Now, I'm no expert in Christian theology, uh, and certainly not medieval Christian theology, but... Uh, <laughs> That does seem... <laughs> I'm confused. A bit barbaric, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, it feels like what God would want. L- last I checked, the Bible is not saying, hey, Jesus was killed in a crucifixion, and I think we could do better.
0: I vividly remember where it said, love the way thy enemies uh, struggle with their dying <laughs> breaths. I-, I liked that part, personally. <laughs> and King Olaf did as well. We're in the same club. Winter in France is starting to come to an end. The locals are growing restless. They're like, all right, you could leave now, please. <laughs> I grow tired of you stealing three cattle per day and making me look at my uncle head on a pike. It's gotten really gross. It's so gross. The journey had a rough start with several defeats along the way before reaching the Strait of Gibraltar. So they started with 62 ships, but after a surprise attack from some Muslims, Muslim Navy. They were left with only 20 ships. This was an attack with a chemically laden projectile, we'll say
1: if you're going through a river in France and end up at the Strait of Gibraltar, you've probably made a wrong turn around the way. But uh, <laughs> introduce this idea of Muslim warships using chemical weapons on Vikings. And that's not and... a sentence that I think <laughs> has ever been spoken by a common man.
0: Now, these were these were allies of some Spanish territories that had been raided by Vikings before, and they weren't exactly happy. So uh, prepared for the viking fleet the host that was coming straight out of the river um, they concocted what was i believe then called greek fire and it's this substance that and they put it underneath the septive baylor but i couldn't remember the name cuz i'm not a goddamn nerd <laughs> <laughs> this concoction was basically pine resin mixed with oil, and it the, the gist of it was it would stick to surfaces and would burn on the water. So, yeah, Blackwater Bay. Also pretty bad as far as, you know, things that can be lobbed at you. That's not one you want. After the surprise attack from the catapults and the hot, sticky fire goo, uh, I'm pretty sure it's napalm. It's proto-napalm, right? Like I don't know enough about napalm to say with certainty, but I will say yes. They were left with 20 ships of the 62 they started with.
1: Okay, well, getting a third out of this, you know, sticky fire substance, uh, you couldn't come out of with worse, honestly. It sounds like a win to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, right. well, not a win, but not the worst loss. Okay, yeah.
0: So the raiding party crushed its way into the heart of what is now Italy, but what was then called Rome. And finally, the two looked upon the highest walls they'd ever seen. They had reached Rome, now ruled by Louis II of Italy. Very French name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the Franks did, the Franks were occupying Rome at the time. Um, Louis had no business treating with a raiding party though. He was not gonna send an envoy, did not wanna talk to these weird, blonde
1: pirates, so. Oh. A siege began He's immediately. He's going to die. That's what I'm getting out of this. Louis is going to get killed by some two Roman dudes. <laughs> or not Roman Viking dudes.
0: So Bjorn and Hasting begin chucking their, their projectiles at the wall, but they didn't bring Please the right Please tell me
1: that they weren't using like catapults and were just standing at the foot of this wall throwing axes at it. That is
0: exactly what they were doing because immediately they knew they had no chance of breaching these massive Roman walls. So instead, they had to get creative. Hastine, despite how barbaric his enemies might have portrayed him, hatched a cunning plan. Word was sent to the city guards that Hastine had fallen deathly ill. And that he wanted to convert to Christianity before his death.
1: (laughs) How do you fall for this? So if you're a guard at that gate, (laughs) there is absolutely no world in which someone should have fallen for this. I don't care that it's, you know, 800 Rome. You should be smart enough not to fall for, hey, this guy who was throwing shit at your walls a day ago has now gotten deathly ill and wants to convert to your religion. This is the dumbest Trojan horse. The strength of your walls has convinced me that my god is wrong. This is the Trojan horse, but instead of all the Greeks getting into a horse, the Greeks presented a normal-sized trophy and just stood behind it.
0: (laughs) Being the good Christians that they were, Ben, these Roman guards naively allowed Hastine into their city along with a funeral envoy of 50 black-cloaked mourners. Yeah,
1: that's definitely nothing bad. They're not Vikings in disguise. Who's ever heard of a sneak attack?
0: Once within the chapel, Hastine leaped. And this is Rome, the city that has been sacked. Like, you'd think you'd have expert security on this shit, right? Like... (laughs)
1: Is, is this why doors? Rome fell in the end? Because they're just—they built these walls, and then a generation later, as always happens, they take the walls for granted, and they're like, "Well, we've got these doors. If someone says they're a Christian, we gotta let them through the doors." And they never learned that the secret to walls is keeping people out, not letting people in. <laughs> My therapist should not listen to me say that. Please don't send her that clip. <laughs>
0: Once within this chapel, Hastine leaped from his funeral cot. Probably a surprise to the holy men. (laughs) (laughs) He's been healed! (laughs) Praise
1: Jesus!
0: (laughs) The soldiers doffed their mourners' clothes, and surprisingly, they had armor and swords underneath.
1: Whoa, who could have seen that one coming? Absolutely no one.
0: First, they butchered the holy men, and then they set to work burning the city from within. So, Ben, I am... I'm fairly certain you don't remember the time the Vikings actually Trojan-horsed their way into Rome.
1: You know, I don't, but there are so many stories of Rome Rome being sacked because of Rome's idiocy at points that it all kind of ends up blending together.
0: Well, maybe you didn't hear about this one because they weren't actually in Rome. Okay. They had just raided the much smaller city of Luni. An Eastern Italian settlement, which Bjorn and Hasting had mistaken for Rome.
1: Now, did they not check the roads? Uh, they didn't. They didn't think to go in there and be like, "Hey, there's a road out of here."
0: They did not notice this, and at no point in this conflict did anyone say, "Hey, welcome to Luni. <laughs> or did they? Did they say it? But its nickname was like Rome of the East. You know what? They were like 30 minutes outside of Rome. So it's like when I say I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> In this massacre, the Vikings pilfered a massive amount of treasure, claimed countless lives, and created a holiday dedicated to Bishop uh, Cesardo, who the Vikings murdered during their prank.
1: You do? Know? <laughs> For all the murder and pillaging and burning of a city, at least they named a holiday after the idiot who let them into the city.
0: <laughs> June 16th. If you're looking to celebrate St. Cesardo, uh, who died because they got pranked by Vikings. You know, um, I am going
1: go. to go and see the saint of giving into pranks.
0: <laughs> after this... Um let's just say whoops-a-doodle uh they sailed for it's a happy accident they sailed for at least three more cities and townships uh before eventually heading south i'm just curious they have 20 ships left where are
1: you fitting the loot i wish that in that the three other cities they came across they'd come across rome and just been (laughs) like this shit ain't nothing special let's leave (laughs) now
0: eventually they headed south they got they got what they wanted from the Mediterranean, they headed south. They raided the coast of Spain and then North Africa. Okay, seems
1: uh,
0: like an odd choice, but it's pretty damn like it's pretty far south when you think of Vikings, right? Like it's
1: very far south. Literally any uh, anything that you append Africa onto seems too far south for Vikings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now uh, raid, by the way, I know I've used that word a handful of times. I feel like we should mention, it's just a super romantic way to say that these guys were just boat terrorists. Well, um,
1: pirates. That's monsters. what I think of when I think of raids. I played so, World of Warcraft. Basically, that's just rolling up to someone's home and stealing their shit after you murder them. So, I mean, I assumed it was the same thing. For how much people like to mention
0: them when you talk about Christopher Columbus, um, Vikings are only, like, slightly better than colonists, only because when when <laughs> they're done killing you, they don't
1: build a fucking neighborhood next to you. They, <laughs> they also, leave. as far as I'm aware, were not as bad with the slavery thing. Not great, then, but not as
0: bad. <laughs> funny you mention that. The boat terrorists, uh, while they were in North Africa, bought a bunch of slaves,
1: well, uh, they bought them. They didn't make
0: them. So on the way home, uh, they were ambushed. Uh, they lost a handful of more ships. Uh, I, I believe this was also- <laughs> we being
1: attacked. Throw the slaves overboard. We need to lose some weight.
0: <laughs> um, uh, that was a bad joke. <laughs> so both Bjorn and Hasting survived the encounter- uh, they were among the, I'm assuming, like, five ships that made it home. Our boys live on. The boys The boys made it back home. Bring it home for those boys back home. Bjorn would go on to be a Swedish king and is assumed to be the first ruler of the Swedish uh, Munso dynasty.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Now, what's thought to be his barrow was discovered in the 1700s on the island of Munso uh, on the Lake Malaren in Spain. Hey, I'm
1: just going to say, uh, at least being in the episode as opposed to listening to the episode afterward, all these pronunciations sound great to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's another
0: Hastine in history, though. Bjorn's been laid to rest. There's another Hastine, okay. though. Um, that sources debate whether or not it's the same Hasting. This Hasting, if if it is in fact the same Hasting, pops up again uh, in 892. A Danish Viking of the same name pops up in England and begins raiding. Now, 892. If this were the same Hasting, he'd be 71. Well, you know, for the 9th century and for a Viking. Pretty hard to
1: believe, but... I mean, he managed to sack, not Rome, and live from that. (laughs) I mean, hey, we don't know what the side effects of this uh, Spanish-employed Muslim biological weapons were. Maybe they elongate your life. Maybe, maybe. Now, if this is
0: the same 71-year-old Hastings, uh, he is thought to be responsible for the British town of the same name. We mentioned it earlier, Hastings in Sussex might be
1: named... After this guy. Charles Dawson found a bunch of Vikings fit there after he fell into a ditch by the side of the road.
0: Stories are slim pickings, I'm afraid, but this Hasting was run out of England after a handful of major battles, major raids. I and I from hate there. To see it. I know, you know, it's like you, you're rooting for him. He's 71. Give him something.
1: And you're like, just let him pillage the whole thing, guys. Come on, he Be- needs this. <laughs> Everyone he knows is dead. He's going to die soon. He never converted to Christianity, even though he said he would.
0: He's got to go out on a high note. <laughs> he's just speared five uncles. <laughs> now, from the uh, he obviously gets beaten back. He retreats a handful of times before eventually he pulls he and all of his other uh, Norsemen and uh, straight out of England. Now, at that point, he's gone he makes no the name makes no further appearances mm. in history at least not within a reasonable time frame Except like for
1: 300 years later when it turns out <laughs> he was still alive a 371 year old hasting historians do believe that this one 300 years later was either the first one or the second one or both
0: <laughs> and that viking charles dawson
1: to close us out
0: here is a uh, he was not a popular man among everybody, here's a diss track from one Norman Monk, who uh, who, had a, who had had some hot takes, who had some hot takes on Hastings. Quote: This was a man accursed, fierce, mightily cruel and savage, pestilent, hostile, somber, truculent, given to outrage, pestilent and untrustworthy, fickle and lawless, death dealing, uncouth. Fertile in ruses, warmonger general, traitor, fomenter of evil, and double-dighted dissimulator.
1: All right, at that point, there's got to be a point when you are painstakingly, because it was, you know, before the printing press, painstakingly writing all this down, where you're like, I bet I could get this to five. I bet I could sum all this up in a real good five insults. I bet Doctor- I don't need all twenty-five of these. <laughs> Dr.
0: Seuss was was dared to write green eggs and ham on a on a minimum. This guy
1: was like, I bet you can't summarize every quality of Hastine in one sentence it's not even a sentence really it's just a list of adjectives
0: yeah yeah this has been the cock and bull podcast i've been spencer that's ben i've been ben oh you've been waiting your whole life for this moment (laughs) destiny is real
1: i've been wait cock and bull episode 70 something or other our theme song has been there were buffalo on the ark from the album cholera by uh driftless pony club
0: for those of you looking for my dates, uh, catch me June 16th. I will be celebrating <laughs> Saint Saint Viking prank <laughs> at the Helium Lounge in St. Louis. All right, catch you guys later. Call my name and make a wish and take a cuz the best thing to leave your at
1: best. I'm not impressed.